As much as people depend on us as leaders, you need someone who believes in you. You need a place to be open and honest with someone who's walked in your shoes and wants to help you become the leader you are meant to be. This is that place with those kind of people. Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast with your host, Randy Bazette. Each episode will sit down and engage in life-giving conversation, unpacking leadership's greatest challenges. And now, your host, Randy Bazette. Welcome to the newest episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. I'm Kristen, and I'm so glad to be here today, as always, seated around the table with the one and only Randy Beasley. That's all the world needs, Kristen. That's all the world needs. Drum roll, please. Thank God, the one and only, yes. (laughs) Lord, help us all. (laughs) If there were two of me, I wouldn't want to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I would. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it's good to be here, though. Good mm-hmm. to um, continue this series, this the season that we're in. Mm-hmm. You know, we record podcasts with different seasons and different themes. And yep. uh, the one we're recording today is we're talking about longevity in ministry. And, you know, when you start out in ministry, that's what you want. That's what you dream about. Oh, yeah. But then life happens and things. I mean, you just said the devil is relentless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He really is. Mm-hmm. I say all the time the devil is a loser and a liar. He's just not a quitter. Not a quitter. <laughs> And so, but what can we do to not, maybe not quit, but to force to quit Mm -hmm. because we haven't taken care of our soul. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the topic today. Well, in this whole series, season that we're doing. And uh, we have an amazing guest with us today. Um, When it, when we're talking about longevity (laughs) in ministry, um, we're, we're sitting at the table with someone. A legend. A legend. uh, Preached Mm -hmm. his first message at 16 years old. Uh Been in ministry uh, about to celebrate 53 years. Because you, would you listeners, would you just ministry. think for a moment, what were you doing at 16 years old? <laughs> you probably weren't preaching your first sermon. I know I wasn't. <laughs> so for sure. So we're going to learn a lot today. Yeah. Um, and really, he is just a great uh, friend and your pastor. This is my um, pastor. Who's with us today. We have Pastor Larry Stockstill. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Kristen. Thank you for having me. Well, we are truly honored. And, uh, you know, speaking of longevity in ministry yes you're celebrating 53 years but your family is the biggest legacy that you have you and your wife miss melanie you've been married for 45 years wow that's congratulations yes well and i'm a very newbie compared to my dad 63 years wow. married oh. 67 years in ministry wow so together i think we kind of make almost 120 years of <laughs> Ministry That's together, legacy. which is, yeah, wow. I, I can't believe it. I feel like an old turtle or something. <laughs> you start talking about those numbers, but uh, it's such a blessing, you know, being with Pastor Randy. I just want to make a statement, too, of what a intense blessing, Randy, you've been all the years I've known you, Thank you Pastor. since the 80s. Pastor Randy and I have been connected, and for you listeners that listen to the Relational Leader podcast, you're really connected to a fountain of integrity i've known randy and amy for so many years isn't it wonderful that you have people that know you and can just vouch for Mm -hmm. who you are we're not perfect but at least i've been watching you i've been tracking you all these years (laughs) and i haven't i haven't moved far away from you because you (laughs) you need a pastor it doesn't matter if you're a pastor you just you need a pastor but your life just continues to bear fruit Mm-hmm. Any listener that's tra- tracking with these podcasts, I can tell you where you're going to end up is with you, with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. 
So it's exciting, and I'm very honored to be with you, Randy. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor. Thanks for being my pastor for so long. And uh, I really am just so so honored to have you. Of course, I have you at the church all the time. I consistently just a drinking from the well of what God is giving you and you're pouring out. And uh, so there's a lot of content that we're going to be able to cover today. And so I'm thankful that you're here to share that because longevity, mm-hmm. you, you can you can tell if someone's going to make it for a long time. It's based on the depth of the relationships of the people that are around them and how long those relationships have been intact. Because you can have deep relationships with people, but it's been short lived. It's when there's a high turnover of people that you would call your mentor, your pastor, and something's not wrong. You're not going to make it for the long haul. And uh, there's something about staking with your pastor and being with them, allowing people like that to speak into your life. That's good soul care, Mm -hmm. honestly. You've been to the Redwood Forest, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And I was surprised that the root system of the Redwood, I would think, would go nearly almost to China. I mean, with (laughs) 300 feet tall. That's how tall they are, right. But that's a singular uh, stability. But the redwood actually has shallow roots that go out and connect to the roots of other redwoods. Mm. And that's the secret of their longevity. We talk about 2,000 years that's based upon the network Mm. that they stake. And so hurricanes, floods, fires doesn't phase them because of who they're connected to. It's brilliant. So really longevity would not be just your own taproot of self-indigenization and self-reality, uh, but it would be who are you connected with relationally, sideways. This really doesn't have anything to do with how many followers you might have on social media. No. Because those people don't always know you or because you went to a conference or some learning community. But Pastor, you and I have talked about a lot of stuff in life, yeah. and you don't get that through social media or just sitting under you at Pastors University or whatever it is that you're teaching, great 50 lessons and 50 years of ministry. It's as deep and as rich as you can get. But without the connectivity as the Redwoods have, then you'd never make it through the hurricanes in life. Yeah. So there has to be some real steep uh, connectivity. And uh, to, to me, that's the, that's the saving grace. It's the way to make it through. Absolutely. Would you say, Pastor Larry, as you look, look back on some of the things, was that a key to your longevity and ministry and still, and this, you're still going. I mean, the Lord's using you to start new things and what you're doing through Pastors University, but would you say that's one of your, the foundational um, principles that you have? Big time, Kristen. Uh, In 83, I became pastor at 30, uh, over about uh, 1,200 people. Daddy uh, retired and the board wanted me to be pastor. And so I noticed uh, immediately that people began falling around me. But in 88, a uh, very key person nationally, I think he had the largest ministry in the world, lived in our area. And when that happened, you know, people started looking at me like, what's going on with you? <laughs> and, and nothing was going on with me. But you kind of get guilty Lord. by association. <laughs> right. They You're not careful. Suspicion in it does. And I decided to have three overseers over me that were extra local outside of me that I could be totally transparent and accountable to and any member that had a problem with me and my morality or theology or finances or anything could approach an overseer who could then bear out, prove or disprove the accusation. Well, I introduced those three guys to the church. The whole place gave me a standing ovation for having three men 
that I had submitted my life to mm-hmm. and could set me down and wow. move me out. And in this last, uh, well, 35 years or what, there's never been an accusation. They've never been approached. But it was the feeling of stability. And I could talk to those guys. If I ever had a mental thought mm-hmm. or a issue that started coming up, mm-hmm. I know who to go to. A lot of our listeners maybe right now don't know who they would go to. Right. Then it festers and it grows. And what was a thought becomes a high thought. Mm-hmm. It, it, it elevates in your mind and you go over and over. Then a high thought, if it's not dealt with, becomes a stronghold. Mm-hmm. 2 Corinthians 10. Mm-hmm. I want to catch it at the thought level. Why not? And ask my guys to pray. So I think part of that root structure yep. in me five years into the ministry of pastoring was to have men around me. I still have the same guys. One of them died. I replaced him. But I still have two of mine that have been with me now since 1988. Wow. That's, that's that says something. There's the long-distance relationships. They go mm-hmm. the long distance. But a lot of pastors don't have somebody they feel free to open up to. And it might very well be that uh, you need to have people around you that aren't impressed with who you are or what you do or how big your church is. Right. Uh, because uh, they, they don't care what you, what you are or what you've done. And you need to have people like that that you can be honest with. That's and, good. of course, you, you, you don't need to have everybody doing that. You, you need to be a small group of people that you can be highly accountable to. But longevity, you have to you have to have that. And not just you can bring up to them, but what about them coming up to you? Yeah. Say, Randy, I don't know. I, this just doesn't seem right. Are you overworking? Yeah. How's no, your just, schedule? How's, how's your, your schedule? Have and you taken a vacation? Too. Yes. And those are the questions. I watched the man that broke the four-minute mile, and then he broke the next level down. I believe it was the three-minute, 50-second mile. Which Bannister? They, Roger Bannister, right? No, no, Bannister broke the four-minute mile. This is a Kenyan. I can't recall his name. But they thought it was not humanly possible for a human to break this 350 mark. And this guy trained, but his secret in Vienna, Austria— they laid out his route, but the secret was amazing, Randy. They put a pace car out in front of him that was driving at 349. Mm. And all he had to do was keep up with the pace car. We don't have the motivational ability in ourselves. We can't push ourselves enough. We can't do what we mm-hmm. must do to break that barrier. But when they put a pace car in front of him, all he had to do is just keep running behind the pace car. Wow. And he had men running alongside him with him, paced with him, who dropped out and others replaced them because none of them could keep his pace. Right. He broke that barrier, brother. What a brilliant concept. And I'm thinking of how everybody needs some pace cars in their life. Mm-hmm. Just guys that are a little bit further ahead of them, a little bit more experience, a little bit more proving, a little bit more problems that they've encountered in faith, and just get in their draft. Get get behind them. Keep your eye on them. Keep watching what you're seeing. You know, Paul told Timothy, watch in all things. Then he said, endure hardness. Then he said, do the work of an evangelist. Everybody ought to keep winning souls. Mm -hmm. Then he said, fulfill your ministry. 
I watched you with me when you were at Bethany. You were watching me. You were going through hard times. You were doing the work of an evangelist. Mm -hmm. But when you launched this mighty church, it was your ministry. Yes, sir. And you still have your eyes on me and others that you're drafting behind. But that's where longevity comes from. You don't just get become the breaker of a world record like we call it in Louisiana, that St. Francisville car wash, by yourself. You, you don't, <laughs> you don't, you don't do, it, do it by yourself. You need a pace car. And that's what overseers and people around you are. They're just bringing you to reach the potential you, you have. You know, Pastor, I can't help but think of a, uh, a time when I just gave my life to Christ. And um, I was working in medical supplies. I was, I was not in ministry at the church. And I had a job opportunity to move away to go to Virginia and take this sales territory. And I went up to you in between services one time, and I said, hey, Pastor, I got this opportunity. I literally just given my life to Christ, maybe just a couple of months, and I was on fire for God. I jumped into church. I was serving. Yeah. I, was, I was doing everything I could. And I had this opportunity. I was like, Pastor Larry, I got this opportunity to move Virginia, man, and what do you think about this? And you said, you, you probably don't even remember this. You said, <laughs> you he said, looks nervous. Yeah, he's like, oh, Lord, what did I say? That's a problem of longevity. <laughs> It's been so long, I can't remember. <laughs> you told me, you son, you know, Randy, I don't think you should go. If you had been serving the Lord a little longer, was really rooted in church here, and we knew of a good church you could go to there and get plugged in, I just think you ought to wait a while. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't ask you why, but it, this, is, this is so important that I left there going, Pastor Larry doesn't know what he's talking about because – I'm going to, it's the number one territory in the country that I, I mean, what an opportunity. I'll find a church over there and I'll serve mm. and I could take the church I grew up and all that I learned and God deposited me and go use it over there. And I was having those thoughts and then something occurred to me. I thought, I wonder as a spiritual oversight to me, if God has shown him something into my life that I can't see. Wow. And I decided not to go. Mm. And the rest is truly history because I had just been out with Amy on a couple of dates. That would have severed. We got married. We had kids. Went in ministry. Came here and planted this church. How? Think of the longevity that I've had now. How much different would it have been if I didn't listen to someone who had the right to speak into my life, even if I didn't agree with it? I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, Pastor Randy, I had a man at our church Sunday who just got out of prison. And he was in Angola 25 years, then in Mississippi for a year for another separate charge. But he just got out. 25 years ago, a man in our church brought a box of tapes of my ministry. And you that have man. To explain to some of our listeners what a tape ministry a is. A tape ministry. That's a tape worm, <laughs> but not really. It's an old cassette tape or a CD. Before there or was yes, before there was anything. Right, yeah. So this guy was in the green room looking me in the face, and he said, Pastor, I've been tracking with you. I know every story you've told. I know every line. And he said a few of them, and he was right. I knew he knew. He said, you, I have your DNA. He said, you're looking at your DNA. He said, I have two earned doctorates now in prison. I pastor five churches, and I just got released, and I'm being invited to go all over the country because I'm in the, I'm in the ministry. I'm ordained. And he said, that came from your 
teaching all these years. Yes. And what I want to say to the guys right now is they don't realize what longevity means to people. A light, it's not a light that flashes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a long-term steadiness of the light going out across the water that saves ships. It's something that doesn't change. If we could only see as pastors how people are hanging, it says Hezekiah, when they were surrounded by the armies, he told the people it's going to be okay, and it says, and the people hung on his every word. Mm-hmm. The crisis we went through two years ago and are still in. Right. You gave your people words, and they they hung on those words. Your longevity brought your credibility. It brought the equity, mm-hmm. the sweat equity, raised your position in their eyes. And now when they go through storms, they think, what would Pastor Randy and Amy do? And if you're only a two-year wonder and you move on and they don't know you, you never build that. Right. So guys need to just be thinking about their long-term influence. It takes wisdom. I'm sitting here thinking about the wisdom that you have to have in order to, to play the long game that we're talking about. And I think when you're trying to make decisions, you got to have these relationships we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But based on my past experiences – my tendencies and my weaknesses, those sins, those things that so easily trips you up. Based on that, my current situation and my future aspirations, is this the right thing for me to do? Mm. And really, if I would have asked myself that question way back in uh, January of 1992 is that conversation we had. Um, if I would have thought about that, my past experience, being a drug addict, all the things I came out of, not going there, not really having a church. Based on that, is that the wise thing for me to do? It wouldn't have been wise to do, okay? Based on my current situation, once again, I'm plugged into a great church. I would be leaving that. It's probably not a wise thing to leave. Mm-hmm. My future aspirations, I felt called to ministry. No better place than my pastor who already loves me and knows me. Mm-hmm. Those, those That's wisdom should prevail. So you have to have people around you that will tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. <laughs> But that wisdom will help you make good decisions as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Longevity is based really on relationship. Amazing. Yes. It's so good. You know, I want to ask you, you, you kind of mentioned a little bit of it, but uh, just when things get difficult and um, but how important, whether you're going through a personal difficult season or some there's a circumstantial thing. I mean, yeah. you mentioned just a couple of years ago and how important it is as a pastor, as a leader. Um, so to those that are listening, you know, who want to just give up or they've experienced things or maybe they've made mistakes or they, you know, how do you persevere through the difficult times? I'm sure you faced a few in yeah. the last few years. What What is a source for that? Can I give you two? Please. The first one is be sure your heart stays humble. Mm. The Bible says pride goes before a a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. Daddy used to teach me, you can't fall when you're flat on your face. The center of gravity is too low. Wow. And so I learned (laughs) that longevity means I'm going to be on my face every day before the Lord, Mm -hmm. reminding myself and him that I'm hanging on to him and he's hanging on to me. I don't have this thing by the tail. I'm 68. I've been preaching since I was 16, but I'm not self-sufficient and I'm not going to allow pride to come in me and say, Hey, don't you know you've this and you've that. 
and you start believing your own resume. Mm. I don't do that. I get up every day and say, Lord, I'm dependent upon you. The second thing I think about is Noah. It says Noah built an ark, and I'm talking to guys that are out planting churches, and you're getting discouraged, and you really want to quit. Sure. But Noah didn't quit. Mm -hmm. And I now found out, I shared with you at supper, why did the man not quit? Because it says he prepared the ark to the saving of his own family. Man, that's so powerful. When he was nailing nails with no power tools, cutting down trees, right. no hydraulics. I've been in the ark up there in Cincinnati. The thing's 750 feet long. You stand there inside it. You can't believe your eyeballs. But he used his why mm. to mm. motivate him. The why. And listen, Pastor, that's your little kid that's back there running the sound system for your church plant. Wow. That's your little child that's back there cleaning nursery rooms. The local church that you're raising up is their only tie to ministry and their future. And you can't chuck it, even when it's tough and it just feels like you just want to quit. You think about who's on that ark with you. Who's building that thing with you? And when that rain started and the door shut, they were in there with him. So there's a big why. If you'll stay humble... And you keep the why in front of you of why am I doing this? My own family's gonna go into ministry. And I've got all of, your all kids of my kids are in ministry. Are in ministry. And it's because they were on the ark with me the whole mm. time I pastored. Right here with you, Randy. Look at your mm. your three sons and daughter, mm. all yeah. engaged in the ministry heavily. Mm, yes, sir. Not at a demand. They but I never really it. thought about it like that. Noah was building the ark to save his own family. Yes, sir. And, you know, you're so busy doing ministry. You're building the ark. You think about all these other people, but don't forget about your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're on board. Mm-hmm. And everybody could leave. But if my family's around, I'm happy. Yeah. I want to pastor everybody, but I'm building this ark at least for my own family to get on board. Well, I've, I've had conversations with my kids before in difficult moments. And I remember one in particular, doesn't matter who it was or what the situation was, but it was a, it was a pretty intense moment in mm. his life. And I looked at him and I said, look, I'll walk away from this church tomorrow because I could have the approval of, it doesn't matter, hundreds, thousands, whatever the size of your ministry is, you can relate it to that. But none of that matters if I don't have you. So I'm mm. building an ark for you first. That's right. And uh, we can't sacrifice our family on yeah. the altar of ministry. Mm. But as a family, we have sacrificed for ministry yeah. as a whole. But yeah. I'm not going to sacrifice them. That's such a great word, Pastor Larry. And that's longevity, man. I don't know if it took him 120 years to build it. That figure is thrown around about various things. But it took him a long time. You don't build a 750-foot ship, 45-foot high, 30 feet wide. <laughs> But we you, would all drown with no power to brother we'd be floating on the top of kilimanjaro but yet he stayed with it like the cat eating the grindstone my daddy used to say that, that takes a long time <laughs> and you know i love what charles spurgeon said in terms of longevity he said by perseverance the snail entered the ark have you ever thought about that a pair of snails came a mighty long way yes Yes, and a mighty slow pace (laughs) 
I want to know why he let those no CMs on there, though. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Why did he do that? Oh, because he couldn't see them. He didn't even know. <laughs> there you go. Oh, look at that. Uh, oh. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'll He's be here, here all night. All night. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Wow. Well, you know, I think, um, Pastor Larry, we could talk to you for many hours on this subject. So good, but um, in thinking uh, of wrapping our conversation soon and thinking of our listeners and <coughs> honestly, selfishly asking as well, if I may, um, you know, what, what would you say to somebody that says, I'm hearing all of this and I want to do this right and I want to finish well. I want to finish strong. I want, I want to, I want to do this. What would you tell them? How would you encourage them? Could we kind of kind of boil that down a little bit and say, number one, work on your devotional life first. Mm. That's day one of Pastors University out of 12 days. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd never let them skip that. Your prayer life, your word life, fasting, corporate prayer, that you take care of ministering to the Lord and not just for the Lord. So good. So I've always focused in on my personal relationship with him. And then ministry flows out of that, firstly. Secondly, of course, would be work your family, work with your marital relationship and parenting relationship and prioritize it. Mm-hmm. Don't counsel everybody. Don't take every engagement. Don't. You're going to have to step aside and focus in on raising First Church. They're your greatest disciples. Mm-hmm. And you will see they will carry your DNA for the rest of their lives. So mm-hmm. you're going to focus on your family. And then third thing to me, just I know these are basics, but get some overseers. Get three people. Job had some friends, at least, in his hour really of trial. They weren't the greatest guys. <laughs> but they you know what? I, what I noticed about it is it says they sat down for a week and didn't say anything. That's, true. That's pretty yep. good. Yep. Three friends had just shut their mouth for a yep. week. So they did come out with some wrong theology, (laughs) but yet he had some three guys. I say to a pastor, do not paddle your little canoe of a church plant out into the muddy Mississippi of life without three lifeboat life jackets on that. And it's your three best friends that you've appointed to to discipline you, to restore you, Mm -hmm. or to help you. You say, well, I don't need a life jacket. Man, look, I can do that. A lot of folks mm-hmm. have pushed away from the bank with no life jackets. I got mine. I wear mine. Mm-hmm. So I think those three things, life is going to come at us hard. But if you have your personal devotional life, your marriage and family is priority, and people watching you like life jackets around you, it doesn't mean we're not going to have temptations and issues. But you're going to make it. I want to say that to those listening. You're going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to let you fail. We won't, we're going to pray with you. We're going to walk with you. You may not end in the same position you started, but you're going to heaven. That's mm-hmm. success. Yes. yes. That's Amen. brilliant stuff. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you, Pastor Larry, have uh, so many resources on so many things to invest in pastors and leaders, and all of that is on your website, correct? LarryStockstill.com. It is, and PastorsUniversity.org. And PastorsUniversity.org. And uh, it's blogs that you have written, resources mm. you've developed, some of the things that you've shared even today are taught in Pastors University. Mm. Correct. And so I encourage you listeners, uh, Pastor Annie, you've you can speak firsthand. I can 
Amen as well. What mm-hmm. incre- how incredible it mm-hmm. is and the value added there. I've been sitting under it since uh, we started going to church there around 1982. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was one of the inaugural members in 1964, <laughs> and your father was the pastor. So I've been sitting under this for a long time, and you should go right now to LarryStockstill.com, mm-hmm. subscribe to Pastor Larry's blog, and uh, go to Pastors University and uh, Google that, and you need to go to that. We, we, we're doing one here at Bayside right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we like to do these in January here to come to Florida when the weather's nasty. It's beautiful here. Well, it's cold Not today. Not today. Today okay. is cold no, no, and No, 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 no. I'm selling something. Don't say that. <laughs> Sorry. But every other day yeah. it is. Wonderful. But it's yeah, just, it's it, a cold front, fifty-five. Yeah, it's That's freezing true. past the Give me a today, break. It's, it's gonna leave tomorrow. Praise the Lord. Thank you, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but uh, it's just it, today you were you're drinking out of a fire hose, mm-hmm. and you got to sit under this thing and receive from it and let it marinate in your heart. So it's a it's a wealth of information yeah. and spiritual like depth. Absolutely, I love you, passion. Randy. Thank you, Pastor. I love you. (laughs) Such a blessing. Well, Pastor Larry, it is truly an honor. Thank you so much for sitting here for the last 30 minutes or so and and pouring into all of us and all of those that are listening. Uh, And thank you for living a life of longevity. Thank you, Krista. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. For more resources, visit randybazette.com.